the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Any disease. Have it. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. President Trump reviewing the bipartisan budget and border security bill ahead of an expected vote by the House and Senate later today. There's already been a test vote, and it looks like Attorney General nominee William Barr is on his way to confirmation in the Senate. When it comes to winning confirmation, it appears that Barr's prospects are not a matter of if, but when. In advancing to a final vote, Barr enjoyed near-unanimous support amongst Republicans, Senator Rand Paul, the lone dissenter, among Democrats supporting his nomination, Senators Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Kristen Sinema of Arizona. A vote by the full Senate expected sometime today. Biden reporting. Denver Public Schools and its teachers' union now have a tentative deal to end this week's teachers' strike. On Wall Street, the Dow down 186 points. This is SRN News. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play Wellness Radio Minneapolis. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Wellness Radio 1570 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Wellness Radio 1570. Humbly Michaels here in the Eagle Wellness Studios. That forecast for today, cloudy skies, 26 the high, but we'll be there uh, <laughs> about now. And the temperature will be falling to the upper teens by the... Uh, Time we head home. Overnight tonight, we'll see one below. Tomorrow, sunshine, and we hit 12 above. This is a national health care alert from the Health Hotline. If you have severe knee or back pain and you have Medicare or private insurance, we have great news. Finally, there's a way to reduce your pain without surgery or taking medications. Call us today and learn how you can qualify to get a pain-relieving knee or back brace at little or no cost to you. We'll even ship your brace for free. If you have excruciating knee or back pain and you have Medicare or private insurance, don't wait. You may qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving, nearly invisible knee or back brace at little or no cost to you. I've used one. They're comfortable and they work. And we guarantee your happiness. So call right now and get yours. I promise we're here to take your call. Thank you. 800-296-1259. 800-296-1259. 800-296-1259. That's 800-296-1259. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at WNAV-video.com. How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby, inside and out of the womb. Not just after birth, but nine months before. 
at conception. That's right. Every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, we're going to talk about the language of love, desire. You know, ladies and gentlemen, that word love, I don't want to scare anybody. Yeah, I know this is a leadership show. This is a a radio show where we work on being a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. This is a show where we work on how to better connect with our relationships, whether the business or personal. And boy, some people get afraid of that word, L-O-V-E. This is not a soft, little, fluffy radio show that we're going to do today. This still has to do with business. This still has to do with life. This still has to do with everything. But I want to take a look at that word, love, because, boy, a lot of people don't understand that word. A lot of people think that word, love, is a feeling. They think it's a sensual or sexual Uh, You know, people fall in love. They say, no, you don't. Nobody falls in love. Uh, Love is is not a feeling. Love is not a a craving to, to be with somebody in a physical way. It can manifest itself that way. It can show up that way. But I want to suggest to you today that the language of love is called desire. And again, I want to break down that word desire, too, because we use words so willy-nilly. A lot of people use words, they throw around words all the time that they have no understanding of what those words mean. And words are nothing than a whole bunch of letters put together without the energy to back them up. And words have value. The right words at the right time can change someone's life. And the wrong words at the right time, if someone allows it, can destroy them. And today, I want to talk about the language of love, and I want to define that language as desire. You know, um, who is it? Dr. Gary Chapman uh, wrote a great book called The The Five Love Languages. And again, I I want you to hear this. This does not necessarily have to do with you being married or not married. This doesn't have to do with you whether you have kids or not have kids. I want you to understand, this is the way we interact with people. Uh, and I'm going to share these five love languages because it's really important. But I want to use this as a as a doorway, as a pathway. We're not going to end here. We're going to start here because I want to lay down a, a, a foundation. For those that don't know, maybe you just found this radio show, You're Blessed. Uh, you can uh, now listen to it every single day. Uh, every single day for an hour a day, Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time on most formats. Uh, we're on the radio. Now, we are in some local uh, audiences as well, but you can listen nationally on iHeartRadio. Just go to iHeartRadio, the app on your phone, on your computer, and then query Wellness Radio 1570, Wellness Radio 1570, and there you will find us every Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time and replayed 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Now, we're in local communities as well because we have a national radio show and we're expanding. Uh, We're in the St. Louis area on Praise 95.1 FM and 1260 AM, the St. Louis Gospel Experience. And there you'll hear us from 7 to 8 p.m. every single night. Uh, And we're also in um, Minneapolis-St. Paul 
on AM 1570. There you'll find us 9 to 10 a.m. Uh, I think it's actually Monday through Sunday now. They play us through the weekend as well. And then replayed from 5 to 6 p.m. Uh, in the evening. And now our brand new listing audience. We're so honored to be in the Richmond, Virginia area. We play from 6 to 7 p.m. on AM 1290 and FM 103.3. And so I want you to know, if you've just stumbled on this radio show, you can also go to our archives and go to likeitmattersradio.com. Uh, and I want to share with you the five love languages that Dr. Gary Chapman talks about. Words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. He goes through, and by the way, I want you to know, he says, just because you or your partner favor a particular love language doesn't mean you should stop expressing the other love languages. According to Dr. Chapman, even though we tend to favor one language more than the others, we still enjoy traits of the others as well. And by the way, Dr. Chapman doesn't think this, that his love languages only apply to romantic relationships. Uh, he has other books, you know, Five Love Languages of Children, The Five Love Languages for Singles, The Five Love Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace. See, it illustrates how the love languages can pretty much apply to any type of relationship. But he says there's basically five love languages. First, words of affirmation. According to Dr. Chapman, this language uses words to affirm other people. For those who prefer the words of affirmation language, hearing I love you and other compliments are what they value the most. Words hold real value within this language, he says. Furthermore, negative or insulting comments cut deep and won't be easily forgotten or forgiven. Number two, quality time. This language is all about giving the other person your undivided attention. Unlike the words of affirmation language, talk is cheap, and being a loved one's main focus leaves quality timers feeling satisfied and comforted. Distractions, postponed dates, or the failure to listen can be especially hurtful to these individuals. Being there for them is crucial. Number three, receiving gifts. Dr. Chapman says for some people what makes them feel most loved is to receive a tangible gift. This doesn't necessarily mean the person is materialistic, but a meaningful or thoughtful present is what makes them feel appreciated. Number four, acts of service. For these people, actions speak louder than words. People who speak the language of service want their partner to recognize that their life is rough and help them out in any way possible. Lending a helping hand shows you really care. People who thrive on this language do not deal well with broken promises or perceived laziness and have very little tolerance for people who make uh, more work for them. Basically, if you're not willing to show your appreciation by doing them a favor, you're saying you don't value them. And number five, physical touch. To this person, nothing speaks more deeply than appropriate touch. This doesn't mean only in the bedroom. Everyday physical connections like hand-holding, kissing, or any type of reaffirming physical contact is greatly appreciated. A person who speaks the language of physical touch isn't necessarily an over-the-top pda -er, but getting a little touchy-feely does make them feel safe and loved. Any instance of physical abuse is a total deal breaker. And you know, Dr. Chapman, I mean, made a lot of money on these five love languages. I mean, my wife and I have talked about it. We've been through counseling and supposed to use them all the time. And it's important. But let me tell you what's most important. I'm not downplaying Dr. Chapman's work. You know, what it's saying is, is to identify, to be able to be aware of how this person, what is unique to them. You know, there's that golden rule and there's the platinum rule. You know, the golden rule is to treat other people the way you want to be treated. That's great. Even Jesus talked about it. Uh, you know, it's called empathy. It's called humble. It's called understanding. It's called putting other people first. And that's great. But, no, I think it's uh, I can't, Tony uh, Alessandra, I think is his name, came up with something called the platinum rule. And the platinum rule basically says treat other people the way they want to be treated. You know, in our leadership adventure class, one of the things we do is we do some blind trust walks. And what we do is we have someone blindfolded and the other person can see. And that person that can see is to guide that person through an obstacle course outdoors. And I always wait at the beginning as they're getting things set up and all that to hear this conversation. And the conversation should be, how would you like to be guided? Would you like me to put a hand on you? Would you like me to talk to you? Would you like me to be in front of you or behind you guiding you? Most people never do that. You know what most people do in that process? 
They guide people the way they would want to be guided. You know, the golden rule. The problem is that person is not you. And just like with Dr. Chapman, you could have one love language and think, I'm going to treat everybody this way. The problem is that's only one of five. And there's no guarantee that that person has the same language as you. And most likely, they probably have a different language. And so that's why today, well, today's show is called The Language of Love. And why, what I've said is desire. Because desire is about wanting something. Desire is about creative discontent. Desire is truly about uh, uh, so focused on something that you're willing to take some time to figure something out. Does that make sense there? And so that's why I say today's show is called The Language of Love, Desire. Because just the act of wanting to be that right person, just the act of wanting uh, to connect with that person, that right there is truly opens the door to love. Because I'm going to tell you, love is a verb. For God so loved the world that he does something about it. For I so love my wife and my kids that I go to work every single day. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about the language of love, desire. We'll be back in three minutes. Here's what a pastor from North Carolina, who served for 33 years, said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related, and I mean, I'm, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned, and it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, March 28th through the 30th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. My name is Dr. Stephen Troviani, MD. My practice is North Star Neurological Clinic. If you've had pain that has not resolved with the treatment you've received, it may well be that the source of that pain is not being addressed. My job as a neurologist is to evaluate and determine as precisely as possible the cause. The way we go about resolving that pain is tailoring the treatment plan to that specific source. There are some conditions which uh, are amenable to physical therapy that we provide through my office. Some may require surgery, and we make those uh, referrals as well. But the point is, when we make those referrals, we make those referrals to people in whom I have great confidence. I can be reached at our office number, which is 763-416-1400. We can also be reached online through NorthstarPainCare.com. Again, NorthstarPainCare.com. If listening to Mr. Black on Like It Matters Radio is not enough, if you need more of him, here's one option for your Mr. Black fix. Like It Matters Way of Warrior is his daily blog that can be delivered directly to you. Each day, he chooses a word from the Book of Wisdom and expands and illuminates the scripture to allow for application. Go to wayofwarrior.blog. Click the follow button and join the daily blog. For more of Mr. Black, go to wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Raise the bar with Mr. Black. In addition to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Black is available for life caddy work. One-on-one coaching to help you achieve your dreams. Need a keynote speaker? Mr. Black will personalize a message for your audience. He also provides customized training for your business or organization. And of course, who can forget Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training, where thousands of lives have been transformed. All at likeitmatters.net. Raise the bar with Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we are talking about the language of love, desire. You know what's great about this radio show? Just the fact that you listen to this radio show right off the, I mean, just tells me one thing about you. You desire something. You want something, uh, and so you're doing something about it. You know, there are three steps to becoming your dreams. Want it, create it, live it. Uh, And want it's always about desire. 
It's about creative discontent. What do you want so bad that you're willing to spend an hour of your day on the radio with me? What do you want so bad that you're willing to risk looking a fool? What do you want so bad that you're willing to put some extra time in to get better at something? That's about desire. And then the second step is create it, beginning with the end in mind. You know, project yourself in the future, see yourself accomplishing this, and then, uh, and then act as if. What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? Why? Because that's what makes it real. Those are things we call real. And when we create those things in our mind's eye, we actually activate something called the law of attraction. To think is to create. As a man thinking is in his heart, so is he. And then once you, uh, you know, have a desire, you're creatively discontent, you begin with the end of mind, you've created it, you know, it looks like, sounds like, feels like, smells like, tastes like when you accomplish it. Then the third thing is to live it, to walk the talk. Because I'm telling you right now, love is not a feeling. Uh, infatuation's a feeling. Lust is a feeling. Uh, you can crave someone, absolutely all that. But love is a verb. For God so loved the world that he did something about it. For I so love my kids that I do something about it. For I so love my wife that I do something about it. For I so love my mom and dad that I do something about it. You know, I'm not a big John Mayer fan, but it, there's a song out there. I've never heard it, but I was just Googling and found these lyrics. And it's called, the song is called Love is a Verb. And the song goes like this. Love is a verb. It ain't a thing. It's not something you own. It's not something you scream. When you show me love, I don't need your words. Yeah, love ain't a thing. Love is a verb. Love ain't a thing. Love is a verb. Love ain't a crutch. It ain't an excuse. No, you can't get through love or just a pile of IOUs. Love ain't a drug, despite what you've heard. Yeah, love ain't a thing. Love is a verb. Love ain't a thing. Love is a verb. So you got to show, show, show me. Show, show, show me. Show, show, show me that love is a verb. And it's so true. And the key with this verb is desire. You got to want something. You got to want closeness. You want to want to get better. You got to want this. It really does start with that desire. You know, I got this great uh, poem. Uh, These are people that just submit poems online. This is from Tatiana, uh, April 2015. He says, the desire to be held, desire to be left alone, desire to be loved, the desire to be forgotten, the desire to be alive, the desire to be dead, the desire to be talkative, the desire to be silent, the desire to be home, the desire to be away, the desire for things to change, the desire is what makes me decay, because the desire to fall is the strongest of them all, and it is just one feeling I cannot change. And this was from Taylor Price, again called Desire. Her beauty doth arouse temptation so fiercely, though I cannot imagine. My struggle to resist laying upon my hand the fair strands that sit atop her head. My hands tremble with delight. I sit in the midst of the world's greatest disaster, yet I am reduced to the simplicities of batting my eyes. For this woman hath stolen my sight. Upon hers I am commanded to view. Tis simply a fate solely unwished upon by few. Her unwavering gaze cannot be replaced by even the finest rewards from the heavens themselves that angels permit themselves to admire only afar. For if too closely they arrived, would be a prison, the very same prison I have myself locked within. The key resting below where the heart doth reside, to leave I wish not, for to remove my eyes requires strength unseen by man. I am a prisoner to my own desire." See, now that one is making desire a feeling, just like love's a feeling. But that's the problem. It doesn't work. So let me define desire for you. It says verb, used with object, desiring. It says to wish or long for, crave, want, to express a wish to obtain, ask for, request, a longing or craving as for something that brings satisfaction or enjoyment, and express wish, a request. And then the very last one is sexual appetite or sexual urge. And I'm going to suggest that far too many of us, we don't end with that. That is what it is. And that is what we think it is. And, you know, one of my favorite pieces in the Bible is you, in most people, they, even if they're not Christians, they know it. It's 1 Corinthians 13. I call it the love chapter. 
And I think it's so powerful because, again, without saying the words love is a verb, it's pretty clear what God himself says. Basically, that love is a verb. I'll just read it from the New International Version. It's a great monologue. It's a great truth. Uh, it is the word of God. So hopefully you don't choose to be offended, amazed that we don't offend people with pornography. We don't offend people by sharing our political hatred, but we can offend people by sharing the word of God. It tells you we're at the end, huh? So 1 Corinthians 13, says, and the New International Version says this, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. And then he goes on to say what love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I'm fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. I mean, faith is pretty important, man. Hope is critical for a leader. But God himself says that the greatest of all of these is love. And love is a verb. It's acting upon. It's desiring. It's taking steps to do something different, not for your benefit, but for someone else's benefit. Love is about sacrifice. Love is about putting other people before ourselves. And what's lacking in this world, let's be honest, is love. And I'm not talking about the romance. I'm talking about people putting other people before themselves. Even God himself said that the least in my kingdom shall be first and the first shall be last. You know, you got to get this. Servant leadership is one of the greatest forms of leadership there is. And servant leadership requires desire because you don't do it by chance. Servant leadership doesn't just happen. It's not natural. It's just not. First position, remember, there's three perceptual positions. First position is self, second position is other, and third position is overview. And we naturally live in our own ego. We naturally live in our own understanding. We naturally live in our own map of reality. It's all about me. Remember, as children, the entire world evolves around that child. I got a three-year-old, Benaiah. Uh, he's three. Uh, uh, he's a smart young man, but uh, he's a little probably behind in his development. But boy, he sure does know what he wants. He sure does know when he doesn't get something he wants, he carries on. He sure does know he wants it his way. When you start something, you can't stop it. And if he doesn't want to go to bed, he lets you know. And if he doesn't want to listen to you, and he'll say, stop, stop, stop. When we're saying something or doing something, it's not, stop, stop. Because he doesn't want anything to interfere with his desire. Because he's a child, remember? When we're a child, we act like children. But as we grow up, we're supposed to put away childish things. That's what the chapter on love in the Bible tells us. And so what I'm going to talk about today in the language of love, when I talk about desire, that you need to know, you don't need to know the five languages of love from Gary Chapman. It's a great book. I highly recommend it. But you need to understand that we all speak in our own language. It's natural. There's three ways we all communicate, process. They're learning styles. 
that are called modalities. If you study transactional analysis, you'll find out what these modalities are. There's a stimulus and the response. And between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is our power. It's our freedom. That's what Dr. Viktor Frankl said. Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your power and your freedom. And transactional analysis tells us that there's a stimulus and the response. But because the mind is six times faster than we can talk, the stimulus does not dictate the response. What happens is we go to our three languages. Did you hear what I said? Our three languages, our three channels, our three modalities. There's the visual channel, the visual language. There's an auditory channel, the auditory language. And there's the kinesthetic channel or the kinesthetic language. And we all have all three of these channels. But we all have a predominant language, a primary language. And then we usually have a secondary language. And then we have a tertiary or a third week, weaker what we call language. And these are easily to identify, but you must have desire. You must be fully present. You must want to understand this person. You must be willing to get outside of your first perception, your first perspective, and then move into another's. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we'll talk about language of love being desire. We'll be back in three minutes. When I attended the Leadership Awakening Workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to Chicago, March 14th through the 16th. Details at likeitmatters.net. What do basketball, choir, drama club, and marching band all have in common? They're all high school activities that offer learning opportunities not necessarily found in the classroom. They take up just a fraction of a typical Minnesota high school's budget, and they go a long way to giving young people the tools they need to thrive. High school activities, they're more than extracurricular. They're extra important, too. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. You don't have to wait until you see signs of trouble to start on the path of counseling. Family Innovations Clinics are warm, safe places set apart from the bustle of activity that distracts you from what really matters. They offer counseling for individuals, couples, children, and families. Let Family Innovations help guide you through life's challenges. Located throughout the Twin Cities, Alexandria, and western Wisconsin, each counselor carries the same mission, to be the beginning of something better in you, your family, and your relationships. Online at FamilyInnovations.com. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is, is off the charts, different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, March 28th through the 30th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, your radio host, your radio life caddy. Today we are talking about the language of love, which is desire. And for those that just so happen to stumble onto this radio program, uh, I am a 25-year veteran in the life-changing field. 
Uh, my uh, disciplines, if you will, are transactional analysis, neuro-linguistic programming, multiple intelligences, logotherapy, uh, emotional intelligence, uh, canine, constant, never-ending improvement, and all wrapped up in the foundation of truth, the Word of God, the Bible itself. And so uh, if you want more information about what I do, I, uh, go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net. I do two-and-a-half-day intensives. That will forever change your life. And then we have this radio show to, to keep it going because true change takes place in the now moment. And I take you through the two-and-a-half-day process that allows you to understand how you work, uh, get you emotionally involved with your cause of who you are, why you're here, uh, why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, and get up the next day and do it again and again. I help you clean up some things from the past that are not serving you well, that are holding you back, and recalibrate your thinking, resuscitate your heart, and revitalize the dreams and uh, that maybe have been put to rest a long time ago. So go to likeitmatters.net uh, where you can get a full scope of the impact and the change that you could have if you walk with the black man. Go to likeitmatters.net. And today, we are talking about the language of love desire. We started talking about the five love languages from Dr. Gary Chapman. But really, uh, love is a verb. Uh, it's not a feeling. You don't fall in love with somebody or something. Uh, it's activity. It's a verb. For God so loved the world that he did something about it. For you so love your spouse that you go to work every day. For you so love your kids that you sacrifice for the college funder for whatever it is. And so today, we're talking about the desire. And so I want to go into this term called rapport because we talk a lot about communication. And I want you to think about this. What is communication? You know, uh, words have meaning. Communication is an interactive process. The more you understand how the other person is thinking and feeling, the better you can communicate to get what you both want from the interaction. And one of the key states of mind when you truly desire, because that's what love is, is the verb is desiring, uh, to, to understand someone better, we need to create what's called a state of rapport. Rapport is a state of harmonious understanding with another individual or group that enables greater and easier communication. In other words, rapport is getting on well with another person or group of people by having things in common. This makes the communication process easier and usually more effective. I mean, let's be honest. We, we've met people before where we just hit it off, right? We get on well with somebody else without even having to make an effort. It's just there. That's what, what's happening, whether you realize or not, is there's an unconscious level of rapport. But I want you to know it's taking something from the unconscious to the conscious is doable. It's the levels of learning. There are four levels of learning. And the highest level of learning is something called unconscious competence, where you don't know what you know. It's called mastery. The problem is you can't teach from there. And so we must step down to the third level of learning, which is conscious competence, where you know what you know. And the best understanding of this is, uh, you know, take a 15-year-old kid and, and, and teach him how to drive. Oh, my gosh, you'll realize how many things you do in one instant that you don't even think about, that when you unpack it, you have to teach them all these things. And because you're unconsciously drive, you know, we've all driven home before without realizing how we drove home. But yet we stopped at all the stops, we turned at all the turns, and voila, there we were at home, right? Because it's unconscious. We are unconscious creatures. A majority of our, our life is lived at the unconscious level. We've been told we only use consciously 3 to 5% of our brain. I've heard the number as high as 10 to 12%. Even at the highest self-actualized level of 12%, 88% of your functioning of your time, however you want to break it down, is done at the unconscious level. And so one of the things that I love to do in my training, and you go to likeitmatters.net to check it out, is take things that we do well at the unconscious level and now make them conscious so that we can repeat them. Because you can't guarantee luck. But if you know what you're doing, you know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. But it would be absolutely crazy not to have a great pattern that works and lock it in place. Matter of fact, in the corporate world, we call it SOP, right? Standard Operating Procedure. And why do we call it SOP? The answer should be because it works, not because that's the way we've always done it before. It's Standard Operating Procedure because it works. And so we want to be able to build rapport with people. 
And so instead of learning the five love languages, and I'm saying good book, highly recommend it, you got to realize that we all have three languages. Every single human being, you don't have to think about it. It's how we're wired. It's how we're made. The God of the universe put every star in the sky and named them. I believe truly, I study the Bible, that those are actual true angels. There are lights. If you read the Bible enough, uh, the devil is the, uh, the original morning star. Uh, Jesus Christ is the morning star. He is the sun uh, and in heaven, uh, in the eternal heaven. There is no S-U-N because the S-O-N lights up the sky with his Shekinah glory. There is no need of a S-U-N when the S-O-N is on his throne ruling. You got it? And so you got to know, to build rapport with people, you got to connect with people. To build rapport, to create this optimum state of communication, you've got to match a model, pace, and lead. Remember Dr. Albert Morabian? We talk about him a lot. Dr. Morabian realized that in an in agreement-gaining presentation, that basically you can break it down into three pieces. There's the words that we say. There's the way we say those words. And then there's what everybody else can see, you know, gesturing and all that stuff. And he says that basically 7% of communication in agreement-gaining presentation is the words that we use, specific words that we use. And he says 38% is the tonality, the, the way we say those words, the intonation, the emotion, all those things. But he said 38% of it is basically the stuff that people can see. I'm sorry, 38% of it is the tonality and all that. And then 55% of it is the things that people can see. You know, our body language, our gestures, all those things. So he breaks it down into three things, words, tone of voice, and then nonverbal behavior, facial expressions, things that other people can see. And so we all communicate what's called three modalities. I don't care if you study transactional analysis or neuro-linguistic programming. Even multiple intelligence with Dr. Howard Gardner uh, uh, understands that the, the brain is a sensory-based organ. Matter of fact, if you take a look at every single memory you have, you have those memories stored in the five senses. That's the only way you can store any of uh, your memories is in the five senses, if you think about it. Things that you saw, things that you heard, things that you felt, things that you smelt, things that you tasted, right? Those are what we store all our memories in. And so you got to know that you don't need to read all these kind of books and all this. You just need to understand that we all talk in three languages. We talk in the visual language, we talk in the auditory language, and we talk in the kinesthetic language. And by the way, not only do we talk in them, we express ourselves in those things. So by discovering how another person perceives the information, you can learn to communicate more effectively to achieve the results you want. Because I always say this, if you're in China and everybody only spoke Chinese and you had no interpreter and you wanted them to comprehend what you were saying, what language should you speak it in? Right? You got my point? Chinese. Again, if you're in Russia and you, everybody only spoke Russian and he had no interpreter and you wanted everybody to understand you, what language should you speak it in? Of course, Russian. And so you got to know that we all have a language. You can hear the language if you pay attention. You can see the language if you pay attention. That's why I say the language of love is desire. Nothing happens without a want. You got to want to connect with this person. You got to want to be a better communicator. You got to want to uh, to enhance the relationship. You got to want to get better. Because without desire, nothing great happens. Without desire, don't even approach the throne of your goals. So there are three ways people process information. First of all, is visual. People who think primarily in a visual way tend to use language that contains visual words or phrases, such as I get the picture or let's put this into perspective. And you can connect with them, create rapport by thinking in this way yourself, picturing internally this person's description and using the same sort of sensory words known as predicates. And those predicates for a visual sound like this, picture, imagine, focus, show, illustrate, clarify, clear, bright, outlook, vision. I can't get a perspective. Let's get a glimpse of this. It's re really revealing. Uh, let's expose this. I need to see you eye to eye. Let's see to it that this happens. Let's get it well-defined. I need a mental image in view of the circumstances. Hey, there's a clear-cut uh, problem here. This appears to me to be causing this. 
Let's be upfront about this. You know, I, I, I'm getting a dim view of what the future looks like. This looks like dot, dot, dot. I can plainly see what's going on. If you just listen, this is why I say the language of love is desire. Now, auditory. In the same way, auditory predicates, such as I hear what you say or it sounds good to me, may indicate auditory thinking. People who respond to the map of reality of the world through how things sound. And by again, by matching these words and recreating the sounds in your head, you will start to think the other way that the person thinks. You can identify with their thinking style and create rapport as you begin to speak their language. And the words of the auditory, listen, tell, describe, say, ask. They're very auditory. I'm going to call on you next week. In a manner of speaking, I hear you what you're saying loud and clear. You know, I need a word-for-word explanation. You know, I need to voice an opinion. You seem like you're well-informed. Hey, you know what you said? That rings a bell. Listen, pay attention. You need to express yourself. Okay, can you describe in detail what you're talking about? You know, I had an afterthought. You know, I'm questioning a lot of things. I need to compose my thoughts. Boy, I'm hearing you loud and clear. Boy, I don't like the tone that you're talking to me. Can you explain this to me? Do you hear the words? They're right there. And then the kinesthetic. These are more physical words. The kinesthetic people of a primarily kinesthetic thinking style tend to use words related to feeling or touch, such as we're getting to grips with the problem. Things are going smoothly. You know, I'm wrestling with this. And the kinesthetic is always more emotional and always more physical. So after the break, we'll pick up right where we left off and we'll teach you truly how to connect with people, how to build rapport, because the language of love is desire. Give a person a fish and you feed them for a meal. Teach them to fish and you change their destiny. At Like It Matters Radio, we teach you how you were made, how you create experience, and how you can change your world by changing your thinking. Opioid addiction, mental health crisis, PTSD, the soaring suicide rate, political hate and animosity. There is a crisis of toxic proportions and it is destroying us. This pandemic is destroying the foundation of our hope. Hope is fading. At Like It Matters Radio, we help people change their life by changing their thinking and doing based on how we are made. Our mission is to help people maximize their potentials and to live their life like it matters. Our goal is to change this world through our national radio show, bringing hope to listeners everywhere in every heart, body, and soul. We need your help, sponsors, donors, and helpers to do the work that needs to be done to change our world. If you are willing, please email us at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Again, that's Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Join our posse today and leave a legacy for others to follow. Email us at Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Still need more of Mr. Black? Understand how your brain is wired with brain mapping. This innate intelligence profile will identify your personality and learning styles to help you maximize your potential. Transformational Leadership Awakening has changed the life of thousands of participants and can change yours too. Mr. Black also does one-on-one life caddy work. If you want him to walk with you and help you be your dreams, then having Mr. Black as a life coach is the answer. Training is available on an individual basis and company-wide, all at likeitmatters.net. Healthcare in the United States has reached a critical impasse. Neither the commercial health plans nor either political party are proposing viable solutions to our national healthcare dilemma. Their focus for over 30 years has been on the management of healthcare delivery as the primary mechanism for containing costs. The result? Today, more is spent on the management of healthcare than on healthcare itself. Insurance premiums and deductibles have become unaffordable. What's needed? A radical departure from what has failed us. We need to abandon the management of healthcare delivery and focus on the management of healthcare finance. Dr. Stephen Trobiani, MD, has developed a viable, market oriented solution to provide high quality healthcare at affordable prices. This will revolutionize healthcare in the United States. Learn more at sustainablehealthcarereform.org and obtain Dr. Trobiani's book, Sustainable Healthcare Reform. Harnessing the power of capitalism to fund our social needs. Join the American healthcare revolution at sustainablehealthcarereform.org. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, 
and application. I'm your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, Mr. Black. And if you just stumbled onto this radio show in our great new city in Richmond, Virginia, or our local audience in St. Louis, Missouri, or Minneapolis, St. Paul, then you can go to likeitmattersradio.com. Likeitmattersradio.com, and you can look and listen to all archive messages. And please, if you do Facebook, please like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash L-I-M radio. And today we are talking about the language of love, and I want to suggest that it's called desire. Desire is about wanting something. It's about a, a creative discontent. It's wanting more than you have now, wanting to be better, closer, uh, give more, be more, uh, impact more, whatever it is. And you got to understand the reason why it's the language of love, desire, because think about it. Our spouses, Anything for a marriage. If you want to really improve your marriage, make sure your spouse knows that you desire them. And I don't mean just in a physical way, but in an emotional way, in a supportive way. You know what our kids want from us is for us to desire to be with them, to spend time with them, to pour into them, to invest in them. I mean, God demands our desire. God's supposed to be our first love. In the book of Revelation, where he's critiquing the seven churches, uh, he talks about, go back to your first love. Go back to what you did at first. Don't you hear it? Even in the book of Revelation, without saying it, God is saying love is a verb. What you did at the beginning when you first loved me. Go back to that. Because, boy, think about it. You know, the Bible says that we are to have no gods before the great God. And our God is, if you think about it, is whatever you desire and or you fear most is your God. It's what you put on your throne. And that word desire keeps coming up again and again and again because that truly is the language of love. When you desire something, you put effort into it. When you desire something, you want change. There's a creative discontent. You're willing to make the effort to create that change. That's what love is because love is a verb. It's not a feeling. You don't fall in love. You do in love. You can fall in infatuation. You can fall in lust. You can do all those things. And so you got to realize that, you know, we started with talking about Dr. Uh, Gary, uh, uh, what is it? I can't think of his name. Gary Chapman. Dr. Chapman's Five Love Languages. Great book. Highly recommend it. But you got to realize we all have three natural languages. And we were talking about those. If you missed any of this show, just go to likeitmattersradio.com and you can re-listen to it. And we talked about the visual language. People talk in visual words. And by the way, the visual person you can see, uh, they always want, go on to be right in front of you. Visual people look a lot. They stare a lot. They need, want to make eye contact with you when you talk. They want to stand right in front of you. The auditory people, they respond more by sounds. And a lot of the words they use have to do with sounds. Uh, and they need to hear love to be loved. They process the world by how things sound. And you can tell auditory people just by watching too. Their heads are tilted a lot like they got a phone in the ear. It's called a listening posture. Auditory people touch their face a lot, you know, with their hand, their beard area, their chin area. Uh, if you think about the pose by Rodin, the thinker, eyes down to the left. That is a thinking pose. In, in NLP, it's called auditory digital self-talk. If you think about it, auditory people are always talking. If they're not talking out loud because they process by hearing, they are thinking. Because what is thinking? Talking to yourself. And right before break, we left off on kinesthetic. Kinesthetic people, people who have a primarily kinesthetic thinking style, will tend to use words related to feeling or touch, such as we're getting to grips with a problem or things are going smoothly. When we start to think and to feel how they are expressing themselves and use similar words and figures, we will then notice, it's a, I know it's a visual predicate, almost miraculously rapport increases where we truly feel like we connect with somebody. And the words of a kinesthetic person are much more emotional, much more physical. Uh, touch, grasp, impact, handle, toss. Uh, this, this, is, this is rubbing me wrong. I'm really excited. I'm really sad. Uh, I need to impress on you something. This is irritating. I feel like you don't respect me. Uh, you know, I'm getting in a panic. We don't have this project done. This is causing me a lot of pain in our department. Uh, you know, we need to calm down a little bit and, and start from scratch. You know, how'd it go yesterday? It was a heated argument. You know, how are you doing today? Well, I'm hanging in there. Uh, what's going on? Oh, that guy is a pain in the neck. You know, it doesn't seem like people have a lot of control of themselves around here. Well, that project is too much of a hassle. Hey, let's lay down a firm foundation. You know, the whole thing boils down to the simple idea. Hey, let's toss this idea around. 
Do you hear the physicality? You know, instead of, you know, when you're going to reach out to somebody and contact someone next week, you can say, hey, I'll give you a ring. Uh, I'll touch base with you or I'll uh, reach out to you. You see how you can say the same thing in the three different languages? And again, you can see these. Kinesthetic people don't make a lot of eye contact because they're processing their feelings. Matter of fact, the eyes down to the left is the position called auditory digital in eye movement patterns. But eyes down to the right is something called kinesthetic. That's where you store your emotions. When you really want to get in touch with your emotions, put your eyes down to the right. And so kinesthetic people, when they're talking to you, they don't need to look at you. If you tell a kinesthetic to look at you when they're talking to you, they'll look at you. Nothing's getting in because they don't process that way. they got to be down in their feelings. Kinesthetic people, when they're sitting at lunch, want to sit right next to you. You want to sit close enough to you, you can put a hand on them. Kinesthetics love touch. They need touch. They need a pat on the back. They need a good handshake. They need a hug every once in a while. Again, it's all depending on what your culture allows. I know we live in a weird world. But I want to share with you six techniques to building rapport. I got this off the Internet. Uh, Number one, seek connection. Uh, Seek connection. Get to know the other person. Take a genuine interest in them. And the reason I brought this out, this six techniques to building rapport, is because you can see right there on the first thing where it says seek connection, it says take a genuine interest in them. Find out who they are and where they come from. Uncover what they enjoy doing at work and play. Don't you hear it? You're making effort here. You desire to get to know them. The more you know about someone, including background, attitudes, values, the more points you have for finding where you connect. And then it says the second technique for building rapport, after you have desire, you want to connect with them, is to reflect back on what you deserve. So as they're talking, be aware. Visual people breathe high and shallow. Kinesthetic people have full breathing. They huff and puff a lot. Uh, auditory people, it needs to sound well. They, they talk in rhythmic patterns. You know, do they cross their legs? Do they touch their face? Do they tap their fingers when they talk? That's a lot of stuff that tells you, is this person language, is their visual language, is their auditory language, or kinesthetic language? Number three, pay attention to the way they like to handle information. Are they a detailed person, or do they talk about the big picture? When you speak, replicate their patterns and yours. Adopt a similar stance in theirs in your gestures, expressions, postures. Number four, give them the benefit of the doubt. Believe that whatever they intend to convey for you is good. This is the basics in all relationships, and and some people can struggle with this in their marriage, that I believe that this person has only intent of good for me. And boy, in a marriage or any type of relationship, if you don't truly believe that that person will never really harm you, that only wants your best, if you don't believe that, you're going to have problems in a relationship. Number five, treat the other person's resources with respect. I mean, they have value. Treat them like they have value. Their time, their energy, favorite people, money, they're important to them. So acknowledge that. And boy, number six, stay in the flow. Rapport is a process, not a state. You may fall in and out of rapport several times during the course of a conversation or meeting. Indeed, you may want to sometimes even break rapport at certain times when you have a task to complete. But like switching on and off light, you can reconnect whenever you want. See, there are steps to building this rapport, but you must do it consciously. I, I Years ago when I was doing all my disc training, I remember a four-step connection process. And I adapted a little bit and made it a five-step connection process. I put number one, desire. you got to want to, to get to know them. you got to want to get out of your own sense of self. Number two, interview them. In other words, pay attention. Just start talking to them. You build rapport through the small talk. You break the ice. Just be aware as you're talking to them, how are they talking? What's important to them? And then number three, identify. Identify traits, qualities, predicates. Listen to the words they're using, their communication style. When they're talking, are they gesturing a lot? When they're talking, are they making a lot of eye contact? When they're talking, do they look away and go back and forth? All this stuff, when you know what you're looking at or listening for, will help you identify how they process information. Step number four, adapt. You know, the most flexible element in a system is the most powerful. Remember, we talked about this called requisite variety. you got to know this is one of the presuppositions of NLP. And I like to consider that I should be the requisite variety. I should be the one with the most flexibility. True leaders... Get this. The element in a system with the most flexibility will usually be the controlling element. That should be you. Leaders adapt. 
They don't expect other people to adapt. They do the adapting. And lastly, integrate. Integrate. Speak some of the words back to them. Talk in their language. Connect with them. And as you do that, match a model, pace and lead. You will be amazed at what happens. And so, ladies and gentlemen, this radio show can only cover so much. But if you want more information on how to build better relationships, go to likeitmatters.net. Give me a call, 817-502-1554, and let me be your life caddy. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. February is American Heart Month. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, about 610,000 people die of heart disease in the United States every year. That's one in four deaths. High blood pressure, high cholesterol, and smoking are key risk factors for heart disease. About half of Americans have at least one of these three risk factors. To learn more about risks and prevention, visit cdc.gov. This Wellness Spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570. He arrived right at noon to get the toilet in shape when all of a sudden their dog Hershey escaped and rather than stand there flat on his feet he set down his tools and chased her down the street. He's your Benjamin Franklin plumber and he's a true legend. 952-933-8888 Save $200 on water heaters. Dogs love warm baths too. Your resource for health and wellness is Wellness Radio 1570, KDIZ Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.